0: I am an incredible fan of La Galera cigars. I like a cigar that's well-made, that smokes beautifully, that has flavor, and at a good price point. I don't know what else I'm supposed to need, Fingers Molloy. I don't know what else anybody is supposed to ask for except for that. A shoulder rub? Uh, That's a little weird. That's a little weird. And you're all the way on the other side of the table. I can say from you. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers, Malloy, and we are smoking the La Galera Anamois. So, first La Galera, G-A-L-E-R-A. Uh, they are out of the Dominican, it's Tabacalera Palma, that's where the cigars are made. They do just, I think, a wonderful job of a very, very well-constructed, easy-to-smoke cigar. The animois is certainly a little bit different. This one coming in at 6 38 by 52, meaning it's six and three-eighths inches long. <laughs> Fingers Molloy, <laughs> he loves a good joke right there. And the ring gauge is fifty-two, which is the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick around. hee Again, the laughter from Fingers Malloy. A sixty-four ring gauge would be a full one inch around, is what it would be. And this is a USA Connecticut broadleaf, which I love, mixed with a Corojo binder and this filler that's Criollo ninety-eight and the, the the Piloto Cubano. It's this interesting mix of tobaccos. And this cigar smokes differently than other things that they do in, in terms of flavor, but comes in at just a perfect medium.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, we just lit this, so we're just in the beginning of the first third. And for me, I'm getting uh, some leather notes, and there's a, a spice uh, that that really lingers on the roof of your mouth. Uh, and it, it, so far, I, I'm absolutely enjoying it. It's got a great hand feel. Uh Perfect draw at this point. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I I think their construction is 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 excellent. This is just a just a real touch of oil. It's not overwhelming, not gritty, but not necessarily smooth. You feel the leaf uh, throughout it, but it does feel great in the hand. Fifty two as a ring gauge is for me kind of the top of where I want to be. I'll do some fifty fours, but forty eight to fifty two is where I, I certainly like to like to play lengthwise. Uh, That Toro kind of size, which I guess you would call it, like six inches would be a Toro. Um, That's what it would be called. A five-inch would be, uh, or five-and-a-half-inch would be Robusto. Uh, The seven-inch, seven-and-a-half-inch Churchill, and then you can get to longer things would be Salamone, depending on who's making it and what they call it. Uh, It's it's the right size. It's the right feel and everything else in the right balance in the hand for sure. But I think La Galera makes excellent stuff. We've done the Year of the Ox before. Uh, they make a wonderful Connecticut. I have uh, been smoking more and more Connecticut's because the weather here in Indianapolis has been beautiful. I don't know if that's because of the storms down in Florida. We wish everybody well. we got got uh, stations throughout the Panhandle. We have stations in Orlando, WDBO down there in Orlando. We know the storm didn't really get by you, but there's flooding up and down the coast. Your mother-in-law has a place down their fingers and already dealt with the flooding from the first time around
1: yeah and dealing with trying to get insurance which is a a big deal for people down there right now making sure that their homes are insured as insurance companies seem to be pulling out of Florida she's more uh, by Fort Myers they had some flooding by Fort Myers Beach but they for the most part uh, were spared from this storm
0: insurance by the way was a problem regarding storms when I lived there uh, years ago but I don't know if that storm pulled moisture from where we are in the Midwest, in Indianapolis, the weather has been spectacular. So much so that I do morning radio, and done with the show, on the deck, having a cigar, I've burned through every Connecticut I have. Not too shabby. No. It's, it's, it's not, the life does not suck. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that. This is not a, a Connecticut here from La Galera. The animal. We just lit this up, When we do break it up into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. So grab your notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? Should we play fingers? Do we want to play America's favorite game?
1: Uh, it'll be really, really boring for you. Listen to me. Yes.
0: You've been saying that for a while. Yes. Uh, let me, let me, just you and me. Nobody else is listening. Just uh-huh. you and me. Uh-huh. O- Oprah Gale. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we have an audience to to uh, take care. I of. I know, but over so the if years... you would do me a favor, just eat a bunch of crap. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Would you? Go ahead. No, don't lie. <laughs>
1: I don't want you I to had lie. Seven raspberry ho hos. Uh, Oh, those aren't ho-hos. What are they? The raspberry, the shorter, Twinkie-like
0: snack cakes with a coconut? You lost me at raspberry. See, this is why you can't make it up. You have to actually eat the garbage and then share the story
1: with us. I had a ham sandwich today and some chips with buffalo chicken dip and some grapes. It's not the usual. Oh. I had six bags of Doritos and four Monster Energy drinks. I feel I fantastic. I had seven
0: <laughs> honey buns and a Diet Coke because who needs the yeah. empty calories? Ah. Oh, you're killing I, us. Well, I stepped on
1: a scale, and it wasn't kind. No? Oh. Did it laugh? Did it groan? <laughs> no, it, 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 it said tilt on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, be, being overweight's really funny. <laughs> the Anamoah from La Galera. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> See what I did? I had to move nice, on. Nice
1: transition.
0: <laughs> I had, I had, to, I had to, to move on. But you break it up into thirds. What did you eat and what did you drink today? And then with the flavors you get from the first third, the second third, and the final third, you're writing that down in your notebook. And 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 don't worry about getting it perfect. Just generalize the feel of what it is that you're experiencing. Was the how was the draw? That's how you inhale the smoke into the mouth and get it in the palate. Remember, you're not inhaling into the lungs. Write all of these kinds of things. Write these things down. Did you do a straight cut, a V-cut, a punch? What did you use? By the way, I don't know if people do punching anymore. Do you know what a punch is? A punch is this like little cylinder, and you go, boop, and you make like, a little, little ring, a little hole. What was right, that again? Boop. Thank you. Right there in the middle of the cigar, and it really intensifies the draw. Uh, you got to have a pretty not-so-great cigar if you wow. feel the need to do a punch. I mean, some people, it's, it's a very old-school thing. I had done it in the past. I haven't seen anybody use a punch in forever.
1: I've, in a pinch, had to use a golf tee.
0: Oh, wait a second! I'm not talking about how you survive like your bear grill. Okay, right? Sometimes you got to get through the wilderness, right? But I'm saying in, in the in the main.
1: Yeah. So I mentioned that I am getting some leather on this, and maybe some like a pepper spice that's lingering on the roof of my mouth.
0: How about yeah, you? So, the the idea that this is bringing me leather, I got to admit, isn't happening. Um, There is a a coffee nuttiness. Now, full disclosure, I did just have some mixed nuts. So a little bit of that salty is already in in, in my palate, Mm -hmm. but I'm not getting overwhelmed. So it is a a nutty. um, There is a little bit of coffee going on. There is a wonderful tobacco thickness uh, that's happening. I'm going to see as we start smoking, because we did just light this up, where it goes. And then we can make the determination of whether or not this is in our humidor. Is it in your humidor, Fingers Meloy, at $13.25 a stick?
1: Well, I mean, we're just getting started here, so it's hard to make that determination. But I, too, am a La Galera fan, so it wouldn't surprise me at the end of our journey. Can we call this a cigar journey, Tony? I only wish you would. Then
0: m- maybe I will say it's in my humidor. I Look, I have had this cigar before. I know it's in my humidor. I, I, there is something... There is something wonderfully easy uh, about these cigars, and that doesn't mean that there aren't better cigars in terms of complexity. And sometimes you're up for that and in for that. But I often get asked what is my go-to cigar, and I don't actually have a go-to cigar. But if we want to discuss a level of cigars for reliability, La Galera has done it for me. Um, I, I can't say I can pick and choose other cigars from other manufacturers that I think are just wonderful. But in terms of overall reliability, I'm like every time, I'm like, yeah, I feel good about this. I'm not, af- I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not afraid to share this. I'm not afraid to have this in my humidor. La Galera, the Animoa. Check it out for yourself. I do not know why you treat us this way, Fingers Malloy. I don't know what I ever did to you. What's the problem? Well, the problem is, is that I have to drink brunch in a jar. And I don't know if this is going to be as good as the other Appalachian sippin' that I've had, uh, sippin' cream that I've had from Sugarlands. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. See,
1: this is where I have a problem with you, Mr. Katz. Normally, you are a glass-is-half-full kind of guy. And I thought you would look at me and say, Fingers, that ego sippin' cream... Eggnog that you brought uh, in December of last year was so wonderful. I'm sure this brunch in a jar will be as uh, amazing as
0: that product. I'm very excited that we're trying this. It doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) So we did, uh, so if you don't know the people at Sugarlands, sugarlands sugarlands.com, they do a a number of these really cool sipping creams. Um, Think of it as like Bailey's, but fun. A banana pudding, butter pecan, dark chocolate coffee. Uh, they have an electric orange. It's, it's cool, fun stuff, and it's, and it's tasty. Well, they do one with Eggo, and it was the eggnog Nog Appalachian sipping Cream. We reviewed it on the show. I loved it. I have a jar in the fridge. I think it's great, but that's based on eggnog, mm-hmm. and Daddy loves eggnog. You don't like waffles? In this conversation, by the way, I, I am Daddy. I understand. This brunch in a jar is waffles and syrup. Uh,
1: okay. May, may I defend my thinking when it comes to this?
0: As I shake this? Because yes. uh, I believe it should shake well.
1: So as you know, Tony, we are about to kick off football season. College football is in full swing this weekend. The NFL starts next weekend. And a lot of people like to enjoy a morning beverage before, you know, During tailgating Not everyone is a Bloody Mary person Not everyone is a screwdriver person Not everyone is like me Who wants to drink Jack Daniel's single barrel uh, In the morning So they're looking for something else I thought this may be a wonderful product Fall product For people to enjoy At their local tailgate If they're saying to themselves You know, I really don't want something strong Like a, a Bloody Mary or a screwdriver. This comes in at forty proof,
0: Tony. So that's twenty percent alcohol by volume. For those of you who play the home game. All right, that was my thinking behind this. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna open this up. We're gonna open this up, and we're gonna find out if, if uh, we're making any sense here. Uh, this is uh, I mean I'm reading it right off the the jar. Uh, the ego brunch in a jar. Waffles and syrup cream liqueur. <laughs> I don't know what's more bothersome, reading that or the fact that I need to m- wear my glasses to read it. Well, I don't know. Which, which one is more bothersome to me? Oh, wow. Uh, it doesn't bother me. It's do you fine. like waffles? waffles
1: is- do you like waffles?
0: Do I like waffles? I don't know. Am I an American? Are well,
1: you calling me a communist? You can't eat bread. So I didn't know if that transferred over to the waffle pa- uh, pancake family. Oh, I don't eat them as, as a rule. Correct. But uh, I do like them. Hold on. I'm, I'm smelling. Okay. He's putting it on the nose.
0: He clearly enjoys it. <laughs> it it is um, every it's every bit, every single bit waffles and syrup. That is insane. When it comes to the uh, the the nose, yeah, that's that's perfect. Oh my god. Okay. That's crazy. So
1: so far so good if you like waffles and you like <laughs> maple syrup. I think I think I'm going to
0: I think I'm going to regret all of this. All right, I'm doing this first? Yeah, sure, go right ahead. Oh my god. Thank goodness we poured this into a Glencairn glass. <laughs> like we're doing the bourbon. <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, first of all, it is it is a perfect beige. <laughs> it looks You know, like, the sexiest of the
1: colors. <laughs> it looks like A thin waffle batter. Oh,
0: do the the nose fingers. Do the nose on that. Oh, my goodness. It's wonderful. It's right there. It is perfectly syrup. All right,
1: I'm going in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the ego brunch in a jar. Waffles. I'm doing the brunch munch. (laughs) And the syrup. Cream liqueur. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw swish. So what is the verdict, Tony? What do you? Oh
0: crap! That's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! Okay, Tailgating? You, you, you want? A oh, little something, I need something? rocks. I need. I need not. Not a big cube. I, I think I need rocks. Okay, like chips. chips. We do. Um, we do. We're drinking this neat, and we bought this warm right off the shelf. Oh my god! That is sensational. When I say sensational, I mean works on every single Smell. level. Smells Smell sm- so good, right? It's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's right on. I mean, I used it the other
1: week. It smells like something right out of Yankee Candle. Oh, it smells great.
0: I don't think the Yankee Candle thing was a compliment. It hits. It doesn't even make any sense. It's better than the it's better than the Nug. and that's the part that blows my mind. Here's what's wonderful about it:
1: it tastes like a maple syrup waffle, but it also has that little alcohol kick it's like you know you're drinking there's a touch of bite yep an adult beverage but it's not something that's overwhelming oh good lord that's good
0: they act i mean they 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 did it they did it they did it it right the ego brunch in a jar waffles and syrup cream liqueur that's that's crazy it is crazy i it's it's you know, I'm not a guy into the shtick stuff, but this is their, this is kind of like their jam. This this is what they do. And, and they've got some other things that, that they sell over there at Sugarland, sugarlands.com. It's just that, where's the market? I'm asking in, in the large scale. Someone sees us and says, oh, that's cute. Let's bring that to the party or let's bring that to so-and-so's. For breakfast, everybody like. Oh, I'll try some of that. And everyone goes, Oh, that's great! And they never buy it again. <laughs> they yeah. never buy it again. So where's the?
1: Well, I, I can tell you this. First of all, this jar was twenty dollars. Ooh, yeah, it, really? it was. It, it was twenty dollars. Uh, I had to go back to this particular liquor store three times before I could get it. Even though the, their website, the I uh, go, the Sugarland website, excuse me, said that this liquor store carried it. It's apparently in high demand because they can't keep it on the shelf. Uh, I, I think that listen. First of all, it as a Gen Xer growing up with egos and stuff, uh, it it appeals to me. Uh, also, like I said, uh, as tailgate season comes, this could be a nice little beginning to a tailgate. I'd be interested to see what kind of mixed drinks you could make with
0: that. I want to know: could I have a full breakfast and add Kahlua? If yeah. I, can I, can I do my version of, of of the dude's white Russian but with this yeah um, I, I, I I get your point that if it's selling it's selling and I think that's great it's just people are going back to the well for this it's it's be- it is better than the ego nug wow, which is really that's, that's a strong statement the maple is there but it's not actually overwhelming because the alcohol bite actually cuts the maple the nose of the maple is too overwhelming. The flavor is dead on. That's stupid.
1: It that is, a, is stupid good. It's absolutely crazy. Twenty
0: bucks. Twenty dollars. Now, what's the si- is that the size of a fifth? Um, I, I don't. I don't know. It's the size of a giant mason jar, <laughs> is is what it is. I don't. I, I do not know how big it is, but it's uh, it's it's that big. You're gonna buy it once. You're gonna give it a go. The China conversation got us all. Off 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 rhythm there, Fingers Malloy, Because we were talking about China. We're gonna we're gonna do more. The weird thing is when you talk China, three
1: hours later you want to talk about China again.
0: It's eat drink smoke, I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Send your hate mail to Fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow won't you? Fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. That's the
1: electronic mail address. I'm trying to bring that back. You're really doing Tony. that. Electronic mail. Yes.
0: He's been saying this now for a couple weeks. He won't say email. He's always saying electronic mail. Bring what? it back. What? I don't know. You also got to bring back 23 Skidoo? Now that you mention
1: it, email me at 23 Skidoo. Oh, I should have said electronic mail me.
0: <laughs> Drat. <laughs> oh. Seriously, this China conversation is going to come back because there's a myriad of ways it's, it's really going to have an, an, an effect. Oddly enough, uh, at least uh, this, this past week, Not on the markets, man. Like it has had a five day run and it's been kind of uh, amazing how that's been going, even though there are some losses on the horizon. But we'll get to that another time, Fingers Malloy. It is time right now as we smoke the La Galera Anamois cigar, which, yes, would be in my humidor. I'm just, I'm a fan. 1325 a stick? 1325 is the MSRP. You might find it for a little bit less, you might find it for a little bit more, depending on your humidor, where you get it online. Fair enough. Fingers Malloy, news of the week.
1: You know, Tony, I've had people ask me why I keep harping on this. I just think it's a very important issue that isn't really being reported, and that is the uh, amount of retail theft that's going on in, in the country, especially organized crime and these organized retail theft rings that are happening uh, around the country. They're thriving in cities around the country. Nike has uh joined walgreens and dollar tree in a growing list of major retailers who are closing down stores after the stealing spike they did a sting uh in los angeles okay at one of their stores nike did and it resulted in 10 thieves being arrested uh police recovered more than three thousand dollars in merchandise and that store uh lost close to a million dollars over a year because of retail
0: theft. We've seen this happen at Nordstrom's. They just closed the Nordstrom flagship in San Francisco. Uh, It it, it is everywhere. And it's interesting you bring up the idea of organized crime because uh, you you shouldn't think of this only as, oh, you mean there are three uh, Italian gentlemen, somewhat portly, Sitting uh, in front of a pork store, drinking espresso, saying, so which store are we going to hit today? Oh, that's a nice Nike store you've got there. Be a shame if something happens to it. Is that your Brando? Is... In, your,
1: in his current condition.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Again, your hate mail. <laughs> Fingers at eat, drink, smoke, Um, It is very clear that you have groups of kids and groups of young adults, groups of adults, organizing to make this happen. There was a Home Depot in Los Angeles, shopping carts and Makita drills and other things just being run out of the store. It's all organized. The flash mobs that do the theft, it's all organized. So just saying organized crime doesn't really actually describe what we're talking about here because it isn't as we would think of it in the vernacular, in the... In, in the historical, etc. Et, et right? right? This isn't Bugsy Siegel and, and, and Lucky Luciano, you know, organizing things up. This isn't the Sopranos. This is fundamentally different.
1: And remember a simpler time, Tony, when the flash mobs in malls, they just got together to dance. Right. They, it was like Footloose. We just want to dance in the mall. And now they want to rob the mall blind.
0: How does anybody think that and, and this is true of so many cities across the country Where the, the prosecutors have stated We don't prosecute certain crimes We don't prosecute under certain dollar amounts We don't do this, we don't do that And, and there was this, this real and, and it was a political belief, for sure That somehow that would actually free up Either free up the justice system Or it would be more, oh wait for the word Equitable We've proven proven with data that it doesn't work that not prosecuting crimes does not work the lack of deterrent leads to an emboldened uh, non-citizen if you will and I'm not saying they aren't citizens of the United States but they certainly aren't citizens of the neighborhood in which they live, they're certainly not people who actually care about their, their, their fellow man. they see opportunity they're taking the opportunity And it, it's a great example of why I believe in the liberty society not the freedom society I want freedom but liberty is the idea that we do have laws and we do have a level of constraints you know it's 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 why we are a republic and not a democracy as, as a nation and maybe you've never thought about that before liberty and freedom are different things when you think about it What how you, how you view the, the, the society but if there is no deterrent and if we're proving every day there's no deterrent this just continues because people are going to say why don't I just get mine while I can
1: yeah I mean, it feels like policies uh, by district attorneys across this country, you know, certain state legislators that uh, cer- certain legislatures that are making it to where the threshold is higher for people to get into trouble for, for stealing. It's creating an environment that is not only unfriendly for retail, but also a dangerous place for people to work.
0: And now we and you you add a, a something on top of that these companies that say we you're not allowed to get involved just let them steal the things and people are conditioned to be like that's wrong and they'll call the police do whatever and then employees are getting fired for it I am to an extent surprised we haven't seen and I'm not I'm not advocating this I'm saying that I am surprised in as, as an observation that people citizens haven't said no you're not stealing this no no we're not going to allow this because if if your home Depot if you're if you're supermarket, if you're wherever, is being robbed on a regular basis, it has an effect on you because eventually, as you're discussing it, it will close. You were the first person, Fingers, who ever uh, stated that this idea that robbing the local CVS is a victimless crime is nonsense. If the CVS around the corner from your uh, father, mm-hmm. the good uh, uh, Fingers Molloy Sr., closes, where
1: does he get his meds? Exactly. It's, it's a huge problem because a lot of people will say, oh, just get them online. A lot of people who are in their mid 80s, they are not tech savvy, they aren't on the internet, they have to find another pharmacy. And it may not be in their neighborhood. And that,
0: so the idea of victimless crime goes completely out the window. It's gone. Everybody suffers from these things. And the question is exactly how much suffering are people willing to take? In San Francisco, they're saying, what are we doing here? But have they actually gone about demanding something different? There's a guy running for mayor in Philadelphia who says, you know what we should do? Because there's this whole area its a big drug-infested area. We should use drones to destroy the area. Now, this is Philadelphia. They've already (laughs) bombed themselves in the past, and you can look that one up. They actually (laughs) did do that. We should use drones to destroy this area, the street that where all this drug use is happening. Like, like bomb it? I don't know if he means bomb it or just destroy the structures or or homeless are there and everything else. I am not so sure. But this is the kind of talk we're having in America? It shouldn't be. It should be the full admission that the process, the theory of saying we don't prosecute is wrong. These people are wrong. I don't care if you're politically aligned on a hundred other things. It doesn't matter. The data speaks for itself. It's wrong. It doesn't work. They're wrong, and it has to change. If you want your society, neighborhood, town, municipality, whatever it is, to survive,
1: it has a, a huge impact on the quality of life. Whether it's you going to the store and having to walk around a, a, a bunch of homeless people who are, are panhandling, or they're passed out on the street, uh, or they're using the bathroom on the street, or they're 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 putting up tents on your property. When is it going to get to a point where the American people have said, we've reached our breaking point?
0: And my point to you is I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. I think that people think, well, it's happening over there. It's just in San Francisco. It's just in a big city. It doesn't affect me. That's today. I think people are
1: scared just to stand up to it. Yeah,
0: well, uh, a a fear society does not mean a free society. That's. That's just not how any of this can possibly work. Keep it here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Out of the wild turkey distillery comes Russell's Reserve, which is, of course, the story of Jimmy and Eddie Russell. We're talking about a father-son team of master distillers, names that are legend in the world of bourbon, which, if you had read Fingers Malloy' our book, Let's Go Bourbon. I was going to say, where can we find out more about the Russells? In our book, Let's Go Bourbon. Which is available at Amazon.com. We're going to talk about the 10-year, though. Okay.
1: By the way, that book would make a great Halloween gift.
0: It really, truly would. Also, Arbor Day. Yes. Seat Drink Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Seriously, we did write a book about bourbon. Let's Go Bourbon. It's available at Amazon.com. We also wrote a book about barbecue. Let's Go BBQ. Let's Go barbecue. Also available at Amazon.com. But this is the Russell's 10-year I think it's been at least three years since we've had this on the show. Would you say it's been a tick? It has been a scotch. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute, as the kids would say, from the people of Wild Turkey. This is 90 proof, 10 years with a mash bill that is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley, which means it should have a little bit of sweetness to it. It should have a little bit going on. But what's interesting is when it got brought to the table, as we record here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. They're also in the woodlands near Houston. They're also in Pittsburgh. Check them out for yourself, blendbarcigar.com. It dropped to the table, and Fingers was like, I can smell that from here. Really?
1: Yeah, that, or maybe it's because it's in a rocks glass. It's not in the traditional Glencairn, Glen Ross glass that we usually use on
0: the show, Tony. And the reason for a Glencairn glass is so you can move it around a little better, really get your nose in there. Smell, I heard you, Glencairn, Glen Ross, you're an idiot. Um, but it's a Glen Glencairn, G-L-E-N-C-A-I-R-N. Um, I believe, or C A R I N. I think there's a silent P in there. It might be a schwa and an umlaut. But it's that oddly shaped glass that bows out and then comes in. It's so you can really get your nose in there and, and kind of dig in. This we have in a rocks glass. Daddy's not complaining. No. no, not at all. And that it's very nose Very nice on the nose. Man, that's bourbon. Yep. That is all the flavors the vanilla, uh, the, the, the sweetness, whether you call it a caramel or something else. There's a nice little piece of oak what in What do you say? A, scotch? Is that a what? scotch? A scotch. A scotch. Like a of stickle oak. of fluoride. There it is. It's a yeah. scotch right there. That nose is classic. Yeah. Right? Just near classic, I, I, I should say. Um, maybe a hint, a hint. Of ethanol alcohol. Maybe. maybe oh, I all you, I don't have it at all. Not in the slightest. I think this is, if you want to talk about this is, this is bourbon. This is the bourbon flavor. This is the bourbon nose. This is it right here. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, by the way. Yeah. Nah, I don't really get an ethanol okay. at all.
1: But either, anyway, it it's a great way to start, to kick off. Labor Day weekend. It
0: truly is. Now, Fingers Malloy, you ready for this?
1: Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We do
0: start it neat. Fingers Malloy takes the first sip. It does what's known as the Kentucky Chew. Move it around the palate. Really get a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take two sips. The first to set the taste buds and the second to really get the flavors. We start it neat, as always. Oh, breathe, Fingers Malloy. Breathe there, kitten. What, what's, what's wrong? Nice
1: little sting on the tongue. Uh, no burn going down. It's it's bourbon. It's, it's, it's what you would expect in a traditional bourbon, that vanilla, the caramel, uh, some oak. Uh, what you get on the nose is is what you get on the palate. No complaints.
0: Right. I'm going in. Solid. I'm going in for the Russell Reserve uh, tenure right here. We, we've got this. Here I go. I'm going in.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, he's gone in. He's doing what we like to call the Memphis Munch. He's still Memphis munching. And his thoughts are. It's
0: perfect. There you go. It is, it is, it is perfect. Um, there's a little heat center chest. It goes down actually a little brighter as, as it goes down uh, the, the throat, but the tongue coats nicely with that, with that vanilla. You could feel some oak popping through. It is just it is just clear, man. Yeah. Just right there. Hey, we're not trying to impress in, in, in terms of doing something crazy. We set out to make a bourbon. We made a bourbon. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is just just right there. And also, not, not overwhelming. It's an interesting finish, though. I finished a, a little fin. bit sweeter than I thought it would be. Um, I don't. It doesn't linger long. That finishes is That finishes sweeter than I thought it, it 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 would be because whatever you know, you get a little bit of heat in a, in a, in, a, in a bourbon, but it didn't it that didn't last long. The sweet uh, is, is still a little bit with me. But all together, nice 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 stuff and it has been for years. It is something that in your liquor cabinet is just super reliable. And maybe, you know, as we talk about smoking the La Galera Anemo, which is what we're smoking, A-N-E-M-O-I, from La Galera uh, cigars, uh, it's reliable. We were talking about that as a cigar. Every single time, man, it does the job, and it works just great.
1: You know, it's Labor Day weekend. We tossed around the idea of reviewing a beer. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we went with this. It's just, it's a solid bourbon that uh, I will really be interested to hear, Tony, uh, what the price point is.
0: Now it's interesting because people are going to look this up, and you might come across the Russell Reserve 13 Year. Uh, I have more people wanting to grab the 13 Year. The 13 Year might run you $500 a bottle. Wow! It has. Ju- I mean, it's been on fire. It's just a oh, well. It- oh, you want to have every part uh, 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 of this?
1: Well, this is a three-day weekend. Maybe splurge a little and get that $500 bottle. And
0: then invite Fingers and I. We will show up. Yes. We will show up. Fingers Malloy is the Russell's Reserve 10 year in your liquor cabinet for $40 a bottle. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Now, give you an example of, of price increases. A couple years back, mm-hmm. this would have been $32.33. Yeah. So there's a great example. Of what we're talking about, forty is still within your your price point. But when you take a look at it, seven dollars. So now eight oh dollars. So, I mean, that's a twenty five percent increase, if you will. Yeah. In the in the, I'm not the best on margins versus versus the other things, but it it, it shows you the bottling prices, the 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 packaging prices, the shipping prices, all that has gone up. But still worth the money at forty bucks a bottle, yeah. Un- unquestionable. That uh,
1: increase is. Look at it this way: it's like if you were to go out and uh, grab yourself uh, a nice draft stout at your favorite bar or restaurant, probably be six seven dollars. So yeah, you just think of it as you're paying
0: uh, one extra bar stout now right. than you would before. There, there. Everything is based on stout mathematics. (laughs) And the best part, I think, is that you can use it for all the things. You want to do it neat, fine. You want to do it on a cube, fine. You want to use it in an old-fashioned, fine. You want to
1: spike your ego brunch in a jar with a little bit of Russell. You could do that as well.
0: Do I spike the thing that already has alcohol in it? Because we did review the brunch in a jar. You'll have to go back if you missed it and uh, go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com and get the podcast. And you can hear all about that. But the Russells, man, still, still just doing the Lord's work. A good bourbon at a good price. Sometimes that's all you can ask for. Russells Reserve, Kentucky straight, bourbon whiskey, 10 years. Yes, it's in the liquor cabinet. No doubt this Labor Day. Eat, drink, smoke, it is your cigar, bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, the Russell's Reserve Ten Year. I am reticent to bring this to a cube because I just like what it is. Uh, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, forty dollars a bottle, uh, give or take, is where you're going to find that price point. The right amount of oak, right amount of vanilla, right amount of car- caramel. This is just classically good bourbon that works for everything and should be in your your liquor cabinet. I've got the big rock right here. Listen. Uh, that's, that's not just sound effects. No, it's no, not. No, no, That's the real deal. I'm going to drop
1: a couple of drops of cool water. Listen. Nah, I can't nah hear. it doesn't work.
0: All right, doesn't I'll work. do it. I'll do it for Eat Drink Smoke Nation. I mean, it's not that it's going to be a problem. It's just that. Listen, It Tony. works. It works
1: neat, kiddo. This is your job. This I is know. what you
0: do. God bless America. Really and truly. And we are smoking the La Galera. G-A-L-E-R-A, La Galera, the company. The Anemo, A-N-E-M-O-I, with that, Connecticut Broadleaf. The smoke coming off this thing is wonderful. And one of the rare moments, Fingers, I'm smoking faster than you, yeah, I Yeah, you are.
1: I'm there. barely into the second third. Well, barely into the second third. You're almost through the second third. No. Oh, yeah, sure. No.
0: <laughs> sure. You don't know how to measure. <laughs> Thank goodness you never got into carpentry. Right there. It's it's actually a lovely <laughs> co- uh, combination. Uh, here with with these two the the cigar and the drink I'm gonna try this on the rock now carpentry
1: it's uh, you you measure
0: once and cut twice uh, that, exactly. yeah it, that's it. How it goes. Okay. Uh, measure once cut four times throw it out they call a professional I believe it <laughs> yes. I believe it's how it works. yeah uh, that's how we did it in the old country here we go I'm trying it on the cube the Russells tenure he's going in ladies and gentlemen he's doing what we like to call the Saginaw swish perfect better perfect per I, you know oddly enough, when you add a cube or you add water, what you're doing is, is bringing down proof. This comes in at 90 proof. Water is the only way in bourbon to bring down the proof. It's the only thing you can do, add to uh, the barrel to bring down proof. Otherwise, it's no longer bourbon, as per the, the rules from the U.S. government. Um, and it, sometimes it'll mute flavors. Sometimes it'll bring out flavors. Maybe it muted a little bit of the spice, uh, a little bit, a touch of, uh, of the heat. Not that there was much that exists on this. Um, but it's it's just there. You you you've got the the the, the sweetness. You have the oak. Everything works. It's just a bourbon th- that works. Fingers more. You added a little couple drops of water there. What do you know? What do you got? What do you say, Joe? We start calling you Joe. Hey, Joe. What do you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it took the sting away. There's next to
1: no sting anymore. Brought out a little bit more of the oak for me. Took away a little bit of the sweetness.
0: Uh, no problem at all. No yeah. problem at all. Russell's Reserve, a 10-year. Uh, this, this is this is a drink. This just will work. You will never, ever, ever go wrong. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Tony, I have a story that breaks my heart. Is that right? Not only
1: does it break my heart, I know that you will be saddened by this story as well.
0: Don't say that. And it has If you to tell do... me the story of Old Yeller,
1: we're going to have a problem. No, no, no. But they are taking a classic Vegas property out back and shooting it. And it's cheaper. You brought up Old Yeller.
0: Holy cow. <laughs> By the way, my normal take on Old Yeller, he deserved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say he had it coming, but he deserved it. That works
0: too. Send your hate mail to fingers <laughs> at heatdrinksmokeshow.com.
1: So this breaks my heart. A representative from a Vegas property that has a a restaurant that makes Tony's favorite hot dog has contacted the FAA to... The FAA? Apparently you have to contact the FAA when you're close to the airport there to make sure that it's okay to build a mega... Casino hotel that will be this will be 700 feet tall, and it's Holy going to co-
0: between Harris and the and the, yes, the
1: Casino Royale may be a thing of the past. The FAA apparently has approved the proposal to build the 699 foot tall mega property considered a skyscraper that will be taller than many resorts on the las vegas strip so it breaks my heart to tell you tony that you may in the very near future not be able to walk into one of your favorite casinos in vegas casino royale and enjoy a two dollar and 99 cent foot long hot dog oh that's terrible
0: Oh. oh. One of the most disgusting things <laughs> I've ever... I've ever—I've The only thing more disgusting were the seats. So that's why I didn't
1: sit down. I, I wish... I, there's Somewhere there's video, ladies and gentlemen. I'll have to dig it up. I said, Tony, we, you you got to come into uh, the Casino Royale and enjoy the $2.99 hot dog. And he was game. So I brought him in. He saw the restaurant he saw them pull the hot dog out of the mystery fluid it looked a lot like uh, a mixture of brown gravy that they pulled the 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 hot dog out of mixed with that barber fluid where they put the comb in right yeah uh it it was clearly a boiled hot dog they put it in didn't try and
0: brush my hair with it
1: (laughs) you top it with mustard and onion and uh we got the hot dogs we went over to sit down i sat down tony looked at the chair and said there's no way i'm sitting in this seat in my suit he took one bite i don't even think he actually chewed the hot dog he took a bite immediately walked over to the garbage can spit the bite out through the can uh uh, through the
0: hot dog in the can and then set the can on fire i just want to say for the record. I'm an elitist, and I don't care. (laughs) My name's Tony Katz, and I'm an elitist. I ate my hot dog. (laughs) And then fished my hot dog (laughs) out of the flaming garbage can. (laughs) Oh, oh, so so terrible. They're going to knock that place down. It
1: looks like uh, there's a real possibility that they are going to knock this place down. It's a Best Western Hotel that's attached to Casino Royale. Do we
0: know Uh, who's building the new project? We don't
1: know yet. They just said a representative... Uh, of Casino Royale submitted the request to the FAA. This is according to the street.com. So you, you, we're going to see a radically different strip here in the next five years between the Tropicana being knocked down and they're going to have a new baseball stadium for I don't know if they're going to call it the Lasan or the Las Vegas A's, but with Oakland A's moving to to Vegas, the Tropicana will no well, longer be. Well, first of
0: all, if you're going to go Las Vegas A's, just do the whole switch and be the Las Vegas Aces. It's got to be. I mean, if I'm if I'm going with the A's, you can still call them the A's. I'd change the name to the Aces altogether.
1: Well, then you lose that rich history of the of the Oakland, Oakland Athletics. Days. Oh yeah, going back to the '70s and uh, Reggie Jackson, and then the '80s when that new owner bought it. And I don't know if you remember. I can't remember the owner's name. They they introduced the orange baseball briefly in Oakland. I don't recall that. Oh yeah, and then of course the the '90s with the Bash Brothers. Uh, uh, Mark McGuire and uh, oh, the other guy with the 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 mullet. Jose
0: Canseco. There
1: he is, I believe. So you're gonna. By the
0: way, that I got something baseball correct is I think super impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my that is not my world.
1: But it's going to be a radically different strip. It already looks radically different now that they have the sphere.
0: Yeah. The it, sphere is the weirdest thing in the world. This giant orb that they p- can project anything on it looks so lifelike. It's crazy, and they can't stop.
1: Uh, talking about it in Las Vegas. The other thing that's interesting, when we talk about travel, uh, Korean Airlines, they're going to start weighing their
0: passengers. Okay. Okay. Hold on, i got to write myself a note. <laughs> you cannot fly
1: Korean Air. Apparently it's the law. Once every five years they have to do it, they're notifying passengers that they will be weighed along with their carry-on luggage. I feel like these are all trial balloons. When is this going to come to America where so you're it's going right, to have a,
0: overall weight? So I can be 400 pounds as long as I only have a carry-on? Uh,
1: they're going to weigh both of the things together. You, along with your carry-on, they're saying it has to do with uh, you know, kind of going along with making sure that everything is safe while you're flying. I don't know if it's weight distribution or whatever. My question is, Tony, when does this come to America and when will there be a weight surcharge if you're over a certain...
0: What if I told you I can't wait? (laughs) Because I'm never going to fly again, but I'm going to take a lot of video. (laughs) It's going to be so fantastic. The brisket will be made because Labor Day requires it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. Of course, we wrote the book on barbecue It's not the only book, but it's our book, Let's Go BBQ, Let's Go barbecue. available at Amazon.com. And Fingers Molloy, I have a 15-pound prime brisket that will go on the smoker. I'm going to be uh, trying my hand at some pulled chicken uh, on the smoker. That's going to go on, and uh, I will be, I think tomorrow, picking up a gas grill uh, because there's a difference between smoking and grilling. And I do not care what people tell me. You cannot grill properly on a Traeger. Smoke on a Traeger? I use a Traeger? I adore it. I love it. I'm not saying you can't use the grill grates. You got me the grill grates, which which are aluminum, so they get to a hotter temperature, and you can do that, and, and it's fine. It's not the same. For me, I, I'm missing a flavor and a feel that I can't get without a grill. I might end up with a green egg, but I think I'm going to get a gas grill just so I can handle the basic stuff.
1: So you... You don't even feel good about putting burgers on the Traeger.
0: Not, not specifically. No, really. Yeah, I, That's I, 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 I don't. I, when it comes to grilling, there must be flame that touches meat, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can't do that with 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 a Traeger with a pellet grill. It just can't be done. The smoking, I couldn't be happier. I could not be more. ...thrilled and complete and feel that, you know what, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like, it just works like a freaking charm.
1: So, here's my question to you. You have the smoker. You're you're talking about going and getting yourself a gas grill. Are you going to get a Blackstone, too? Are you just going to complete the whole thing and get a grill? you about a flat top? Yeah, a flat top.
0: Oh, the answer is eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I will have one of everything in a Coke to go. That That is going to happen... For depending on what I'm in the I'm in the mood to do, but yes, I I, I am that guy. But brisket, I, I think the pulled chicken only because my, my family doesn't eat pork. Because I, I really do want to do some 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 pork butt. I want to I want to experience that and see whether or not I can do that proper.
1: Yeah, there are things that I want to try that I have not yet attempted on my grill because i have a a master built 560 it acts as you you know uh, it uses charcoal gravity fed you can put wood chunks in there so you can cook low and slow but you can also go up to 700 degrees on this bad boy uh so it's good for grilling i've been meaning to do uh pork belly on my smoker i haven't done that yet I've, I've seen people do what's called the poor man's burnt ends where they put a chuck roast and cooked it like a brisket on their smoker. I've been meaning to try that as well. I just don't know if I'm going to have the time to do that this weekend. Uh, like, I, I really want to be able to experiment with some things that I haven't tried yet on my smoker.
0: I'm doing uh, the brisket. Uh, I'm doing uh, two parts brown sugar to one part uh, kosher salt to one part I- black pepper.
1: It, it makes me very happy that you've embraced the brown sugar in your I rub. mean, I
0: don't know how you don't. I, I am a purist. I don't need it. Family seems to like it a lot. And and so much of, of barbecue is not about what they say the rules are. It's about what it is you want. It's one of the things we emphasize in in the book, which is that only you know your palate. Only you know what you like. So when you make something... You make it to you. You make it to your family. You do it your way. Of, of course, that's the way it, it, it should work. So I'm going to really give this a, a, a go this time. And uh, we feel that I trimmed too much of the fat last time. Oh, uh, I have. I I think I'm right about that. But we're going to keep a little more fat on the on the on the brisket this time, all the way around, and kind of see what we end up with.
1: Now you have a frozen brisket. How are you going to thaw Are you going to keep it in the refrigerator for a few days? Are you, gonna, are you just going to get a new... Bris- oh, you don't have time. You're going to have to go buy a new brisket then, right?
0: No, no, no. It's, it's out now. Oh, it's, it's out it's, now. It's, it's out now. Um, I do freeze them. When I find a good deal, I do buy them. Um, it's... it's Let it defrost... I, I, I do, admittedly, leave it out for a little bit before putting it in the fridge. People tell you that's wrong. You, you're risking uh, certain health issues. I don't think if it is truly frozen if it's out for a little bit, uh, a couple hours, depending on where your comfort is, that you're really risking much of anything. Uh, uh, certainly, people would tell you that what you have to do is put it in the fridge to defrost, but I've never had a problem with it defrosting in time. I, I got to
1: tell you, I I had two briskets in my freezer. I pulled one out about two months ago To throw on the smoker, I had it in my refrigerator for three days. Now, keep in mind, it's my garage refrigerator where I have my beer. So maybe I keep it a little, the refrigerator a little bit colder than I normally would, uh, you know, say in the house. Uh, But uh, I had it in for three days and it was still pretty frozen.
0: (laughs) And you did it anyway. You did it it anyway.
1: Yeah. I was like, what the heck? And it turned out fine. Wasn't my best brisket, but you know, uh, the flavor was there. the, the bark was decent homemade brisket you know if it's meh it's still homemade brisket right <laughs>
0: so, even meh is good yeah but yeah I do want to get into uh, the, the the pulled pork I, I think the chickens gonna be interesting because it's I, I, I actually want to do like chickens. You know, yeah. a whole chicken. I want to put it on there and see how it goes. Are you
1: going to do the beer butt chicken?
0: Well, you stick it in you stick it in the rump. Yes. You stick it right in the rump. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to be exactly how I do it. I, I haven't decided. I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to put a couple of them on there and kind of see what happens. You know, after I take the brisket off, I, that thing's going to rest for three hours easy. We'll see. I think you
1: should shoot some video for EatDrinkSmokeShow.com is what I think should happen.
0: Of of my chicken exploits? Yes. Why not? Don't be chicken. Ah. Look at you. Oh look, boy. Look at you. Uh, Broadcast but it, professional. It, it, it is. It's going to be a, a a good weekend. It's a good relaxing weekend. It's a good time to try uh, these things. Some people will be over. It'll be it'll be quite all right. Uh, but it's it is. I am now in the place of pure unadulterated uh, experimentation. Yeah. You know. I want I want to try. Everything. I'm going to start smoking fish uh, now. Really? And, you know, so we've got great recipes in, in the book, Let's Go Barbecue. And most importantly, like, I, I dig the flavors. I, I love that stuff. I, I actually want to smoke a, a salmon, I want to give those things a go. I mean, how else do you get good unless you try things? The problem is the cost of the food that you might then ruin really does limit people, scares people. I, I just don't want to be afraid. I need to try to see if I can do this. Well,
1: the other thing we need to uh, do for Eat Drink Smoke Nation, I believe, is get our hands on a Wagyu brisket.
0: My kid, my youngest has been asking me about this, begging me to do this. So Wagyu is, is a style, right? Japanese style there. There is American Wagyu. Um, the way it's fed, the way it's massaged, unbelievably uh, not fatty, marbleized. So what you get is this outrageously tender, flavorful, silky kind of kind of thing going on. I always wonder if a brisket that is Wagyu really, really can make a difference because the whole point of low and slow on a brisket is because it's a muscle that gets worked. You need to give it time to break down to be able to get to that tender. Otherwise, it, it's too tough. So what am I... It, it, it seems like a weird, like, like canceling each other out. Sure, it's Wagyu, but also it's still a worked muscle that's going to be tougher. Yeah. So is there going to be a real difference? And your answer is, oh, only one way to find out.
1: Exactly. We should do a blind taste test where we have a regular brisket, or, or let's say a prime brisket, and the Wagyu, and see if there's a difference.
0: And by the way, prime is, is different than Angus. We're talking about how the federal government... Uh, in, engages the, the the type of beef based on that marbleizing versus Angus, which is the type of cow. So remember that those are always two very, very different things. And I will have the Russell's Reserve 10-year out and ready to go. A terrific bourbon. I could not be happier with it. It's just, this is what bourbon flavor is. This is how bourbon works. About $40 a bottle where you can find it. And the La Galera Anamoise. A-N-E-M-O-I with that Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Dominican in the binder and filler, 13 and 25 MSRP, or that's where we found it. a stick. This is in my humidor. What and about the wonderful. Eggo
1: brunch in a jar? Are you going to have that in the morning while you fire up your smoker?
0: Maybe. If you don't know what we're talking about, be sure to get the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, or go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com and check out the video. Have a wonderful, safe Labor Day. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on
1: Twitter at go eat drink smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, and Instagram at EatDrinkSmokePodcast. Smoke Podcast.